Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy, everybody. It's Growing in Grace. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler, the Cap, is with me getting down with some grace talk today, something that we like to do every single week here on Growing in Grace. The Growing in Grace podcast going on uh, almost uh, 400 podcasts here in just a few weeks. We'll celebrate 400. It's hard to believe it's gone that long, but we do invite you to look back on any of the past podcasts that we've done. You can find them all at growingingrace.org. Cap, Mike Kapler, my friend uh, for many, many years now, uh, how you doing today? Well, I'm good. I had somebody, I'm not even sure they've ever listened to one of our podcasts before, but uh, they didn't say they did. But they knew that we did one, and they said, don't you ever, because I said, yeah, we've been doing this for like eight years. And he said, don't, don't you ever run out of stuff to say, or how do you, how do you figure <laughs> out what you're going to talk about? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's a vast gospel. That's right. Um, you know, you, you can't miss if you have good material. <laughs> That's the truth, and there is not a shortage, really. I mean, yeah, sure, There's there. I guess there's just lots of different angles to look at the gospel from. And, we, and just knowing that—and and we have various friends, whether on Facebook or in our personal lives or whatever, and they'll say something, and that'll strike something with us, and we're like, yeah, you know, I used to think like that, but this and that kind of sometimes gives us material, as you would, you know, you might want to word it. it just stuff like that. It, there's the stuff that is going on in the church, things that we like to address. There's just never a shortage of material. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to be well, nice. Well, I know, I'm struggling well, to be nice. You know, but... when I when I was referring to material, I was referring to the word of God. Exactly. <laughs> I know what you mean, and that's what I mean. Our godly response with the yes. word of God. Yes, brother. <laughs> what's going on out there? <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, the, the more I hang out with <clears throat> religious people, the more material I do come exactly. up with for the podcast. It's true. You're right. Yeah. I do like what somebody uh, said the other day. I'm trying to find it here. Um, when I, I had posted it, oh, uh, yeah, a friend Mark, uh, just love love the guy. I had posted the the podcast the other day on Facebook, and uh, he said, "Very good. This picked me up this morning." And you know that was just that, comments like that. You know, if a person wants to send us a comment you know, on our podcast, if you don't have a whole lot to say, if you just want to say something like that, that really helps us. It encourages us just knowing that you're out there and something that we say is encouraging to you. But I responded, "Well, that's all very well, Mark, but next week we'll bring you back down with a <laughs> nose to the grind law-based performance message." <laughs> the old bait and switch like uh, it's right. done in the church so often, but yeah, it's just good to talk about the goodness of God and to, to contrast it with some of the uh, performance-based, law-based, nose-to-the-grind uh, stuff that goes on in the church today. Well, and, you know, here, here's problem number one. I mean, a lot of us and children today, if we grew up in the church or were exposed to it in some fashion, especially from a younger age, what we probably ran into in a lot of churches and and there's a wide variety of churches out there, right? But I'll bet most of them 
we're probably approaching Christianity to our young ears, starting with something like the Ten Commandments and uh, certain laws that came from Moses, and, uh, but certainly starting with the Ten Commandments. So we're starting people off right away thinking the wrong way because there's nothing wrong with talking about the Ten Commandments. But outside of the context in which they were given, it's going to mess people up in their Christianity, in their, their Jesus life. They're going to be confused and run into a, situations of guilt and condemnation that they shouldn't be. And here's the thing. that the, the Ten Commandments, Paul referred to them, among other laws, but he specifically referred to those commandments given on Mount Sinai as the ministry of bondage, and in another book he wrote the, the ministry of death and condemnation. Uh, not just all the sacrificial laws or the dietary laws and all those that we've never really messed with, but the Ten Commandments, Joel. I mean, the, the, the commandments written on stone, the ministry of death and condemnation. And so we're starting people off right away at a young age thinking the wrong way, and it just carries with them, unfortunately, through a uh, many years of, of their Christianity, unless they're exposed to the, the truth and grace of God's unconditional love in the gospel. Right, yeah, and uh, for somebody who says, no, he was just talking about those other, he wasn't talking about the Ten Commandments. One example here in Romans 7, uh, where Paul is talking about the purpose of the law, uh, what shall we say then, is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, and here's what he, what he gets into, I would not have known sin except through the law, for I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. So he's invoking one of the Ten Commandments right there as an example of what he's talking about. And then in his very next sentence, he says, but sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was once alive without the law, but when the commandment came, again, the context, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. In this specific example, when the commandment came, sin revived. Sin was dead, but it took a leap and came alive. And I died. So it was through the law that sin came alive and I died. That's why it's the ministry of death. It's the ministry of condemnation. And the commandment, which was to bring life, or in other words, which I thought was supposed to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. A lot of people bring up that last verse there, verse 12 of Romans 7, and say, See, see, the law is good, which it is. The law is good. But the problem with it is that it's the ministry of death, because... All that the law can do, the holy, good, and just law, all it can do with a sinner is produce death. And so that's why we needed to get ourselves out from underneath the law and into God's grace. And um, there's so many more places that Paul talked about the purpose of the law, so we'll get into some of that here. Yeah, uh, you know, let's take a look at, uh, I mean, why was the law given? I'm, I'm looking at... Uh I know you mentioned Romans 3.19 earlier, Joel, but let me go to Galatians 3.19. Um, New International Version here I'm looking at. I don't know why. I never look at that, but let's go with it. Uh, why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed, until Jesus, to whom the promise referred, had come. The law was given 
through angels and entrusted to a mediator. So why was the law given? It, it was really designed to bring guilt and condemnation and to cause us to see the need or to, to see that we had fallen short and that our own efforts, our own abilities that would establish self-righteousness rather than God's righteousness, those things all fell short. Remember what we talked about when Jesus was was speaking to the Jewish people over the last few podcasts? We were talking about the Sermon on the Mount and so forth, and and Jesus said that if you're going to try to do it right, if you are going to try and do this thing right, this Christian life, you are going to have to be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's the standard. That was the standard, really, that the law demanded. The problem was that the law could not provide righteousness even though it demanded it. It it could not bring that to us. And so the good news here is that we we don't rely on our own ability, our own righteousness, our own works, our own uh, desire or uh, ability to be able to keep rules and and just live the good life. It, It doesn't depend on any of that, thank goodness, because we would all fall short. So the law was given to uh, to bring us to this place, uh, to the end of ourselves. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If, if a person would be honest when they look at the law, and, and this is really all a person really needs to do is just be honest with themselves, and with God, of course, when they look at everything that the law says. If a person takes an honest look at what the law says and measure that up with how they are living their life, yeah, sure, maybe we're doing good on an area or two. But in the long run, if we're honest again, we'll find that all that the law shows us is that we fall short. <laughs> that's that's really all the law can do. Again, if we're honest. And in God's eyes, it doesn't matter if we're honest with ourselves or not, because he knows that we don't come anywhere close to measuring up to the deeds of the law. And so, again, it comes down to us and whether we'll admit that we just can't do it. And when we finally do come to that place, maybe we try and try and try for years and years and years to live up to it, or maybe in some cases we realize right away, I just can't do this, I need grace. (laughs) And then we'll turn from that striving to live up to something that we could never live up to in the first place, and we'll, uh, the, the, the hope with all that is that we'll, we will turn to grace, you know, to faith in Christ. That's really what God's looking for. You know, some people might say, but don't you think that following the, the commandments would be, the world would be a better place, uh, even though we know we can't keep them, shouldn't we abide by them? Uh, shouldn't we try to keep them? And uh, really the simple answer to that is, and, and I know this is going to be hard for people if this is new to you, but uh, the, the simple answer is no, because without covering all the scripture on this right now, Paul declared that we, we've been freed from the law. Why would you want to dabble in something that can't produce life and that you can't keep in order to be right with God? I mean, why would you want to mess with that? You don't want to dabble with something you've been freed from. And so that's number one. Don't be messing with something that that brings death. We've been moved from death unto life. That's what we've passed from. And so Christ, of course, is life. And uh, even though the law was good in and of itself, it it produced death in us. So we have no relationship to it, Paul said. We're no longer in relationship to this law anymore because we've been freed from it. You know, the other thing too, Joel, here is I think when you you try to keep the law, we've used this example before, but uh, we, we died to the law. 
just like uh, think of somebody you know who has passed on. Uh, they, they died. And dead people don't break laws and they don't keep laws. So if you've got a relative who is no longer alive on the earth, they haven't broken any laws down here on earth lately because they just, they for obvious reasons, but they don't keep the law either. And that's kind of how it is with us. We, we don't break them. We don't keep them. Uh, we just abide in Christ. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. We'll just, as we wrap up this week and we'll continue on with more of this stuff because there's plenty more to be said, I guess. But many people think that if they just will try to keep the law, that that will keep them from sinning. It'll keep them in line, living in the way that they should. In other words, it will empower them to live a holy life. But it really, as one of the examples, maybe some of the examples that we've already given, it really does the opposite of that. It produces, you know, sin comes alive, sin rebounds, you know, sin comes back, so to speak. And it's grace, on the other hand. It's grace that is what empowers us to live a holy life. And that is, again, when we've been freed from a law mindset, freed from the law, then grace empowers us to live the life that we really do have in Jesus Christ. And so coming up next week, we'll talk about that a little bit and some more things about the ministry of the law and why we need to be freed from it. That's coming up next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.